It's been a minute. Oh, yeah, water. I can do this with the sound of my <laughs> coffee cup opening. <laughs> <laughs> and we got these fancy-ass travel mugs. This is delicious. And it locks. And then... Oh, that is uh, fancy. It's very fancy. What, um, are you, what are you drinking, Julie? I'm drinking Middlebrow Trademark Brute IPA. I'm not usually an IPA gal, but this one's kind of a dry one, and it's a delight. I like a brood IPA. Mm-hmm. I miss a brood IPA. That's okay. You're I'm almost get, there. I'm getting there. I'm getting and there. And you've done it like in 20 days, man. That's pretty cool. It's, you know what? It's been all right. <laughs> Only 346 more to yeah, go. Yeah, for mean, you. God, the decisions I make in my life. That's okay, man. I got this. You got this. You got this. You got it. Uh, so <laughs> I'm suddenly very reluctant to do bits. <laughs> Because Tina Fey called us out. Because Tina Fey called dudes out. Let's find the exact. Hold on. What on back. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Oh. So Linda Holmes, who's um, uh, NPR, yeah, um, pop culture happy hour, and she's a writer and um, and a very distant acquaintance, which just gets me all. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I say hello to Linda Holmes a couple of times. That's great. Anyway, uh, she had a conversation at the Richmond Forum with Tina Fey, and Linda said, do improvisers not exhaust you if you are one of them? <laughs> and we've all been there. We live in Chicago. Right. We know exactly I, what that means. I Tina responded, that. what you are experiencing, Linda, is called bits. It's the strutting and preening of the male improviser. <laughs> Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fucking fired! But you know what? I'm gonna strut and preen a little bit. I like a good it's bit. Not, well, I mean, we don't really have one today, so that helps. I've been. I, I thought to myself, you know, it's gonna be really fun. I'm gonna bring these birdie blots, every flavor beans to the thing, and then Julie and Janine and I'll eat them. Janine had a couple. Julie absolutely refuses. Mm-mm. So I've just been. It's been like, alas, earwax every couple of minutes. Can <laughs> eat this pink one? <laughs> gonna be cotton candy but it might be let's see our options are banana black pepper blueberry bogeys Mm -mm. candy floss cherry cinnamon dirt earthworm earwax grass green apple marshmallow rotten egg sausage sherbet lemon Mm. soap tutti frutti soap vitamin and watermelon let's see absolutely not i think it was better when i didn't know it was in there I think that's candy floss. Hold on. We're going to try one more. Uh, oh. Well, is, I think this is going to be dirt. You ready? Maybe earthworm. Uh, it's going to be dirt. Ugh. Mm-mm. I can't even look at you. Was that dirt? <laughs> Just spit it back into the box. Spit it back into the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so... So in, in lieu of in lieu of doing a bit and realizing um, that this didn't go off very well, you I did... think that was earthworm. Oh, gross! Because it's kind of meaty. Oh no! Wait, so so. Hey, you know what that makes me? You know what this makes me? Being what? a bit of a glutton for punishment, going back, even though I know it's just going to end badly for me, like huh. an improviser, an idiot. Oh, that was good. Or an improviser nailed it. That was good. Welcome to Podlander Duckcast and Outlander Podcast. <laughs> Wait, Janine, you had more to add to the bit. Oh yeah, uh, well. So, like, in us trying to avoid the bits, we're trying to regulate ourselves. Oh! That was worth it. Thanks for for coming back to me on that. I appreciate it. (laughs) 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 Welcome to Podlander Dreamcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Julie. I'm Nelson. No, you're not. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the bit forever now. I'm Julie. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the earthworm. I'm the one that didn't eat that stupid ass jelly bean. Oh, man. And that's Allison. <laughs> I'm Julie. <laughs> I'm Julie. No, I'm Julie. No. My mother, my sister, my mother, my sister. Well, I, I did the bit of saying you're who you are. Hi. <laughs> and that's Janine. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, we really this this train is just off the tracks. I'm Aaron, wait. and y'all aren't even drinking. <laughs> that's Neil. Who's Sam? Wait, huh? and that's Chris Hemsworth. Uh, hello. <gasps> what? It's like an angel had a baby <laughs> with a pirate. <laughs> um, we're all a little slap happy. Oh man, uh, because Richard Rankin gave such a like dry, exhausted, mm-hmm. funny heartbreaker of a performance in this episode that was good not great but with a performance that was like fucking out of this world he was great so good like Mm -hmm. a like a top fiver for me oh for sure of like individual like an an episode performance top fiver who would be okay so let's do let's do this quick Mm. um katrina in faith Mm -hmm. yeah um tobias in where'd she get the red hair (laughs) oh yeah that's the one where she comes back right yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um is what that else? both sides now? Yes. No, 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 no. But we could do that one because I, I mean, I guess he's playing both parts in that one. No, where'd you get the red hair? Is um, is season two premiere? Oh, okay. But that's not the one where he starts out in the cop's office, is it? No. Okay. No. That's both sides now. Right. Are you mm, voting both sides now? I might vote. I might vote both sides. Well, you now. know what? It's both of them because to you buy know what? Fine. Jamie's had some good ones this season as well. Uh, most of the things that are doing with him being a father. Like being confronted with that more, mm-hmm. so I feel like there's been I don't know what the episodes are called, but I know there's maybe one this season. I mean, he's also great in Wentworth. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, or to ransom a man's soul. Oh, I can't. I don't want to nominate that. Remember for that mistake? Yes, I completely <laughs> remember that mistake. I will never forget that mistake. And Amanda dealt with it with such a plum and grace. <laughs> so we would do. We would do the two Tobias, the Tobai. Mm-hmm. The Tobaya? Mm-hmm. The Tobaya-i? <laughs> the Toby. Tobaya-i? <laughs> what is this? Uh, Tobaya? We're the, just trying to get the Latin root the of his name. This is the of uh, Tobias. Well, it sounded like a, a far, old McDonald's farm of Tobias. E-I-E-I-O? Tobiases. <laughs> Tobiases? Tobiases. Tobio. Tobiets. Tobex. Tobietsky. Fine. Um... Good okay, God, what is going to happen? It's going to be a weird one. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So It's been a while since the weird one, y'all. Stone cold sober. Um, I just need some sugar. Hold on. Mm-mm. No, all right, we're doing it. Oh, Don't no. do it. They scattered. Let's see. Don't eat those things. Julie, I'm just going to describe the taste to you vividly. Mm. Cinnamon. Okay, well, that That's one's good. not bad. It's not Maybe the it's... one that you had to spit back in the box. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Um, anyway, Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Tobias twice. Mm-hmm. Claire at least once. Maybe mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the second one would be. There should be a Sam one. Doom Hut? No, because he mostly doesn't do... He's mostly he was half very dead good in Doom, Doom Hut, but the, the, the half dead shit was good. Brianna comes back. Brianna comes back. He's a real that's good. My, that I think that's my favorite. It's a really okay. good one. It was good. Same uh, that scene. Mo- the moment when they met, yes. Oh, 
Sorry, Sam might not actually be in the top five because the, there's the two Tobai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the I'm sticking with Tobai. Um, there's Faith, mm-hmm. uh, and then we've got to go with those coats. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. right, yeah. like that episode specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that I mean, then we're excluding some Jenny, but I don't know if there's like a Jenny. There's enough of a Jenny centric episode mm-hmm. to make that work. Well, the one where she's giving birth is pretty good. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's also the one where they go hunting. Ooh, when they're on the road, when it's fucking Thelma and Louise in Scotland. Yeah, fuck yeah, that one was good. Yeah, man, there's a lot of competition, but I'm oh, gonna say and we've got fucking like throw a stone at any of David Barry's episodes. Right, I'm gonna say that Richard Rankin has definitely made the top five. He is though. in that top five yes. yeah, with yeah. this one, which is called Providence and should have been called Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about season four, episode 12 of Outlander, Adiet. <laughs> Come on. It's like, um, no. The word is used a lot in the episode. Adiet. Well, I mean, that, that Adiet been... is the new hope. <laughs> that would have been par for the course and much funnier. Mm-hmm. If every time Roger said Adiet, he said hope, that wouldn't be funny. But if every time somebody in the last episode said hope, instead <laughs> it was just Roger saying Adiet. It would have been better. It would have been much better. Way better. Um, Also, he's kind of bad at not looking hot while covered in blood. More bruises. Yes, more bruisy. More like he has a very hard time not looking handsome while looking like he's healing from a terrible beating. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is something he has in common with Mm -hmm. Sammy Yuan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, y'all don't tag actors into conversations about whether or not they're good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily our listenership. Just in case, Just, don't do it. Even if you're defending somebody, and like, we know don't y'all, do it. We know y'all don't I, do this. Somebody but. has done this to me. So this is like a professional hazard of being a critic. Like mm-hmm. this happens in a, on a, like a different scale. Mm-hmm. And it most of the time is something that I have dodged. Um, occasionally it's been like every once in a while, somebody tries to sick, like Tucker Carlson on me or some shit barf. Yeah. But whatever. I don't care so much about that, but I was, I wrote about an episode of crazy ex-girlfriend and said something about how I don't think Valencia has gotten all that many great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I think Gabrielle Ruiz is bad, because I don't, she's great, but they've had a harder time writing like good music for Valencia. Women's Gotta Stick Together was sort of a last minute thrown together the thing. The only one I can think of is I'm So Good at Yoga, where she's the soloist. Kinda. Yeah. And there's and also... that shit is funny, but it was a long time ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there was the Women Gotta Stick Together one. There's the one where Let's she's... generalize about men, but that's a, that's group a chorus number. number. Yeah. And Frentopia is also a group number. Mm-hmm. The one of hers I like best is the one where she's playing the piano, and it's like a Sarah Brill's number, but it's when about I'm pooping. pooping. <laughs> this is my That shit was really good, Really funny. And I think it was in the context of that episode where I talked about it was like the first great one in a while. And somebody responded and asked me a question, and I responded and said something else. And I realized like three tweets above that he had tagged Gabrielle Ruiz, and I didn't even notice. And it's like, and none of it was me saying bad shit about her. But then all of a sudden, she was like liking them and saying like, thanks. And I was like, oh, God, no, I think you're good. You're good. You're good at your job. Just why is somebody being fucking an ass? Like, why? Don't ever do... Because they don't really understand. Because they don't have to deal with the volume of tweets that famous people have to deal with. So I don't think they understand how it actually works. Allison, I can't believe you continue to eat these jelly beans. Ready? No. Oh, that's going to be egg. Banana. 
Oh, you are like, that's like, this is like Russian roulette. No, it's disgusting. Oh, Every time I'm going to sympathy re- choke. This isn't Russian roulette. I'm just like, I'm ready to barf over here. This is Wonka roulette. Ugh. Bird box. I'm going to kill you. Birdie the snobberries taste like snobberries. All right. Um, are we going to do a recap? Or? Yeah, we should do get it. Into okay, this. let's get, let's get <laughs> into it. <laughs> but, like- but, but, BT Dubs, public service announcement. Please do not tag famous people in your yeah, tweets. Just about don't them. do that. Okay. So the title card here is Here, Drink This, but it's really a, a barrel of whiskey in the Mohawk campground. That becomes very important later. Well, I think it might have been a barrel of water. Was it? I thought it was whiskey because there's a thing coming up. I think it's whiskey because of the thing coming up. Yeah, it was okay. a, it was because a, then you know why that thing happens the way that it does. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's oh, whiskey. Oh, because he throws it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's whiskey. Okay. Um, and then we immediately cut directly to Roger in the fucking gauntlet again, exactly from the end of the last episode. He falls down. Some kid comes up to him and pulls him on the beard and says, like, Santa Claus. I don't know what they're going to call <laughs> no, him. No, dog face. Dog face. And that's oh, find uh, out. <laughs> and it's like, and that's, that's when he goes, that's goes, well, that's flattering. Yep. Dog face. <laughs> this is what I love so much about his performance is it's so dry. Yeah, very you, dry. You reach that point when something really bad is happening that suddenly... <laughs> Everything is funny. Like, nothing is funny, but everything is... That's flattering. Mm -hmm. I'm like... And then the priest explains that, well, they don't keep their facial hair, and they love dogs. So really, it's a compliment. (laughs) He's like, all right. (laughs) That's flattering. Padre. (laughs) And then uh, one of the... um, kind of young men Mohawk points at him and says you remain captive I don't know why that's important but it does usher us into Doom Hut part two <laughs> where uh, we will be soon and then it cuts to Fergus and the regulators mm. Murtaugh's been arrested the regulators are Janine did that all episode couldn't stop I've been wanting to do it for like three or four episodes now so the regulators are pissed and they want to bust him out so does Fergus but Maybe he's going to hang and they're scared. Is there going to be a jailbreak tonight? <laughs> I thought I could get Allison to start singing it. I thought I could. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak. I Fucking, don't know that song. Yeah, you do. Tin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. I don't know that one. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, Allison. Anyway, Allison. I know the boys are back in town. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they also that's, do that's next episode be- when everyone shows up at River Run. <laughs> the boys will be back in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is what happens he, now he that Janine is now. watching. He watches. <laughs> He's watching, and all of a sudden the jokes are way more relevant. Yeah. <laughs> He's paying attention. That was good. That like caught me off guard. That was so good. <laughs> I actually almost sang that when they said they were going to go. I was like, oh no, too early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what we get from this scene is this setting scene is that there's going to be a jailbreak tonight. Tonight is going to be a jailbreak. I'll do it myself. Okay. Tusk. So then we cut to River well, Run, and it's Coinface and Brianna just looking fucking fabulous. They look so good. You know what? I do have to say this, though. One of our fans, Jen Lander Drunklin, hi, has mentioned this, and now it is starting to bother me. Hmm. I feel like Sophie Skelton, Brianna, is wearing a little bit too much makeup. Mm. Because it's, not, it's very modern looking. Like, when I say modern, I mean, like... <laughs> 1995 but still like it doesn't look like i mean she's wearing mascara for god's sakes it's like we don't know what she had in her bum roll 
I mean, come on though. Like, she might have put. She might. Maybe. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe, maybe it's, it's Maybelline. Maybelline, but it can't be Maybelline now, then, because Maybelline doesn't exist until nineteen twenty something in Chicago. Right. What I'm saying is, we don't know what she put in her bum roll. But it's also yeah. been months. I'm saying mascara lasts a long ass time. That is true, but also okay. let's just all agree <laughs> How about this? that How maybe about this? she's wearing too much makeup. How about this? What bit. if she brought back? A tube of Maybelline mascara And she went through it Because you know She yeah. wears a lot of mascara And instead of just like She just went it, to a cave And picked up some back one And shoved it down in the tube So now she just lives With constant pink eye <laughs> Yep <laughs> She was looking a little flush. You're having a hard time <laughs> <laughs> This is a tough episode Oh man <laughs> Okay I feel like I'm learning something new about you. It's it's not just the it's not just the mascara though. It's also <clears throat> the like literal 1995 lipstick too. She's got like I this brown lipstick on. Something. Yeah. Today, exactly yes. today. January I was about the 19th. To say, it's the 20th. Oh, I was tomorrow's a, the 21st. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. I was right. about to say. I mean, I've known Julie for almost 10 years, which I have known Julie for almost 10 years, which made me realize today is my 10 year Chicago anniversary. Hey. Exactly today. Fuck Yay. yeah, dude! Congratulations. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's a hard city to live in. We're gonna get a snowstorm tonight. Seems appropriate. Easy oh. city to love. Hard city to live in. So. uh... Okay, let's scrap the thing about the makeup, but I'm just saying, hey, you guys, hey, psst, psst, come over here away from Janine and Allison. We're just saying she wears a lot of makeup. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> no, uh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> okay. Julie, you know those microphones go into our headphones, right? <laughs> what? Wait. So now I we're... I think she knows the microphones go into our headphones. Wait, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> psst, We've been doing guys, this for two years. You guys come over here away from Janine and Allison. What, Allison, what'd you say? I, I set this up myself today. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> we're at River Run. Brianna's wearing entirely too much makeup. But they do look very fabulous together, and the costumes are great. And we can only assume that this is one of Angie Costa's old dresses because Brianna's been kind of, like, resistant to the whole she corsetry. She got the upgrade. Right. Mm. Um, oh. Um, so, oh. oh, Allison, stop eating them. Which one was that? I don't want to know. I think it was egg. Yeah, that's the one that I was oh. like, you're not going to, that's going to. That's going to ruin a day. Well, it didn't taste rotten. Oh, maybe it did. Oh, God. Maybe it was boogers. <laughs> Can we oh, stop that now? Oh, God. Just no more of these. <laughs> We're done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm packing them up. <laughs> I, know this, I know this wasn't a bit that we all partake of, but I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, it's getting worse. Hold on. Oh, do we need to do yakety sacks? Get you some, some mustard in you my mouth. You literally eat a spoonful of mustard to save you. I've done it before. There it goes. Mm-hmm. Better. I'm better now. Oh okay. my goodness. God, he's bringing tears to my eyes, making me want to throw up so much. <sighs> okay. Okay. Oh, so, they're combining. That's not great. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so. We're, God, God y'all aren't even drunk. For God's sake. What sakes. the fuck is going on? <laughs> Uh, okay, Sophie, sorry. what's a legitimately drunk person supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> you're in a predicament, aren't you? You're trying so you're like trying to I'm real actually hard. not drunk, but Well, yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, girl. I mean, yeah. So they're at River Run looking fabulous. Um Quaint Face tells Brianna, Hey, ps- ps- guess what, girl? Your rapist has been captured. He's at he's in Wilmington, and she's like, "Ooh, yo, I gotta go see him." And he's like, "No, bro, you're not gonna be anywhere near him." And she's like, "Uh, yes, I am. You can either come with me or not." And then 
Do you hear that? That's my radiators. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, it's real fucking cold in Chicago right now, so I ain't about to turn those radiators off. <laughs> so, um, he gives... Brianna hands Lord John the letter from Jamie, right? Mm-hmm. To show him that Jamie said, don't get revenge. It's not good for you. Don't get vitamin R. Not great. And then she's like, I need to go. I just need to talk to him. So we know she just wants to face him. Yeah. It, the letter says basically that the only thing that you can do that's going to bring you, you peace is find a way to forgive, forgive. him. Mm-hmm. Um, which presumably means that that is something that Jamie has learned from experience. Although he did kill his rapist. Yeah. But I think it's different when you kill your rapist on, on, a, a, battlefield. on a battlefield. As opposed to when they're chained also, to a wall. And also, I mean, he would know if that didn't bring him comfort, then he would mm-hmm. know, right? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I think is the point. Like, mm-hmm. he did, and then he still suffered. Right. So it took presumably a lot of thinking about forgiveness, I don't know, to mm-hmm. make it to make it better-ish. You're about to eat another one. No, it's a hammer. Oh my god, I thought it was I a fucking I told you I was done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I thought it was a jelly bean. Oh um, my. And while the letter is read aloud by Sam Hewen, we get to see a little montage. It cuts to Jamie and Claire and we and traveling so that we can see them in the woods and know they're still alive, presumably, because that's really the only time we see them this episode. Yeah, they're so, making their way to New York. Hi, n- goodbye. And then Coinface is all like, of course, of course, I'll help you. I'll go with you. I'll do anything. It's fine. And we're all like, dude, this guy. He's amazing. Like, what he doesn't say is, why the fuck is everybody in your family such a mess? (laughs) (laughs) Why why doesn't anybody ever just need help moving? Yeah. (laughs) Where's my pizza and beer for carting that fucking china cabinet up three stories? I'll, I'll help. Do you need help moving? No, no, no. You need help getting into a prison to see your rapist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is he, does he know, or is he ever going to know about the time travel? Um, I. So this is in the book stuff. So if you want to skip ahead thirty seconds, skip ahead thirty seconds. So, um, I don't actually remember if he finds out properly, but I think it's more like he knows that. Claire is different Mm. Mm -hmm. and that Brianna is different and doesn't really know beyond that. There is a major character um, in the series right now who figures it out uh, in one of my very favorite moments in the book. It's like a little... Wait, is that like next episode? No, it'll be next season, maybe the season after that, depending on how they pace things out. I would guess... But it's a character that exists now that we know. Yes. Yeah, and it's great. Is it Aunt Jocasta? No. no. God damn it. Well, Fer- she's blind. Too. I think it's going to be Fergus. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Granoli. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Could it's be. not, but that would be cool as hell. Yeah. Well, okay, and that's a pretty good transition, right? Because we've okay. got to be coming up right. on... Yeah. Lord well, John says he'll help her, and he's the best, and he looks real good. And We're yeah. about to be. We have a short detour into the Mohawk camp where we see that Roger's string has like... 40,000 knots in it. It's like eight pieces of string yeah. added together. So we know that he's been captive for a really, really long time. And then there's a nice Mohawk lady who speaks French. We oui. And it has a baby. And she gives him a, a um, pain herb. And her name is Jonahine? 
Joan, I, I, I didn't spell it right. I was looking at the closed captioning. But she's very beautiful, and she has a baby, and she speaks French, and we're all kind of like, hmm, and the baby is toe-headed and blue-eyed, so we know that there's been a, it's been a white man that impregnated her. We don't know how that happened yet, but soon we'll find out. Um, then we go back to Wilmington, and here it is. It's the nice chat between, um, we haven't we haven't actually gotten to the great Granoli and Fergus scene, but we will. This is uh, Lord John Gray and Brianna when they're arriving in Wilmington and talking about memory and how you can't stop memories and Claire, how cool Claire is. Mm. Do you remember this? Memories, b- babies are expected or children are expected. Memories just come. Just come. I was mm. like, God, Lord John Gray, citizen philosopher. Mm. And then Bri <laughs> turns around it. and she's all like, I miss my mom. <laughs> and Lord John Gray is like, you know what, weirdly, I miss her too. Despite the fact that she is remarkably frank. (laughs) But you know what? I really, especially when I'm not feeling well. (laughs) It's like, you shady bitch. (laughs) This is also where they they turn around to walk into this building and he sort of holds out his arm. And she says, you are impossible not to like. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, that is true. It is true. That is true. You know what? Both of that actor and that character. Impossible not to like. He's a good guy. He's smart and quick and emotionally smart (laughs) and empathetic and great. Shades of gray and he's thoughtful and he's compassionate and empathetic and incredibly good looking. Yes. I mean, the good looking does not hurt. He's got great taste in clothes. He's got terrific hair. He's got perfect teeth. Not easy in the past. No. He is (laughs) discreet and he is kind and he has loved somebody in passionate unrequited love for fucking decades and still loves that guy's wife and he's friends with benjamin franklin later spoiler it's probably not gonna be in the book so i'm in the show so i don't care um he's the it best. needs to be in the show just even if it's just like one scene like a flashback scene to him talking to ben franklin in a tub somewhere completely naked like come on he's it's in a greenhouse <laughs> Oh my and God, he's that's on even like better. in my head. It's a beach chair, just but nude. He's like he's like stretched out n- naked. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead, Daphne. If you're listening, that's new to the fun games. <laughs> we know you Daphne are. is our pretend stars intern who listens to the show. Daphne, if you're and listening, then takes our bits. That's okay, I Daphne. Bet we that you. you could get John C. Riley for one episode. Get John C. Riley. Hold on, y'all. I knew she was gonna do this. Keep talking. What is it? Get John C. Riley. Go. It's this thing that Neil got from Amazon. I can't remember if it's the bottom or the top of our new recycling container, but I knew she was going to do that while we were recording. It's still in a box, just for everyone's. John C. Riley. Yeah, get John C. Riley for one episode. He'll come out. He'll sprawl on a chair. He'll do his bed being fucking Benjamin Franklin. That was the sound of Julie knocking a microphone on her With my boob. boob. <laughs> With my boob. Hold on. That was pretty good. Now your turn, Janine. Okay. It's going to be harder for you. (laughs) You guys, up top. High five. This episode is fucked up. Those were some shitty high fives. That's okay. So, um... What is going on? Bree's about to get into the jail to see Stephen Bonnet. Then we cut back to the Mohawk camp. 
And they say, take him to the hut. And I'm like, quote. Oh, because, so he's bringing wood around. He's helping, right? But he's not doing it right? Or? Well, he, so first there's oh, a bossy lady somebody. in pants who I mm-hmm. assume is going to show back up. And then um, he, that's when he talks to nice healer baby lady mm-hmm. with the. Well, second time for, he talks to her. Because he taught, the herb thing happened earlier. I wrote him in order. Oh, well, then we. Miss thing at the end of it because she gets yelled at by the dude here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right, and she's mm-hmm. sitting at the fire. Never mind. Right. So he walks up to a fire and says, "Hey, do you want more fire for your firewood?" And in doing or, so, or firewood for your fire, and he points like it should go <laughs> over there. Hi, Sophie. Mm-hmm. It should go over there, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, it should go over there." And then he's like, no, wait, pointing is evil. I know. I'm trying to lean for it. Sophie looks like she wants to come on my lap, so I'm sitting just don't, back. Just don't let her. So, come on, Sophie. It's okay. Oh, girl. All God right. damn. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so pointing is bad and also interrupting somebody is bad. And those things basically mean you're evil. And they want to know why his people sold him. And he's like, it was a misunderstanding. And they're like, no, you have no honor or something. Go in the hut. And then We're in the like, hut is a priest. Doom hut, doom hut, doom hut, doom hut. This Turn. hut's made of leaves instead. Of- <laughs> yeah. So, but it's the return of doom hut. And inside is Father Sting. Because this guy... <laughs> Looks like Sting. And, like, he says he doesn't know anything about having sex except for the one time that he did, but I don't but believe him. But he's definitely saying, every move say one time. Make. It says guilty connection. Doesn't mean that it's a one-time connection. Not everybody on Outlander gets pregnant their first time. You're right. Well, I mean, when I have I been proven wrong? Well, I mean, Claire and Jamie have had enough sex to populate the world. So. It's true. It's true. I mean, but but, she, but Claire, she's a healer. But she knows, knows she's to, a wise woman. She yeah, knows she knows, to, like, she knows when, and she make, also make, make, make. yeah, and she's like, I don't know. Yeah, but she doesn't have an iPhone app with her. Those things can be hard to track. It's true. It's you have true. a lot less. To, well, I'm not going to just. No. Um, anyway, okay, so, so Sting, pre-Sting. Rogers <laughs> in the Doom Hut with Father Sting, <laughs> and they get to know each other. We find out that he had been. Was he in a uh, camp, or did they? Was he just roaming around as a missionary? He met uh, like a high-ranking member of the tribe, and the person he met heard the word of God. Mm-hmm. So then he came back and he was converting some people, and he fell in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jonah Hill, I, I, so. I wrote it down. I was trying to. Jenny, I can't can remember you, how to pronounce can you check? it. Yeah, I'll look it up. Uh, yep. Anyway, the actress that played her was really good. Very good. And very beautiful. Yes. Not that that's important, but she was. Um, and then this is when we cut to the badass scene with Fergus and Granoli, where Fergus is at his kitchen table trying to plan a jailbreak with thimbles and toothpicks. And then Granoli comes in and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's all like, you know how a kid likes to play with thimbles. Oh, man. Yeah, and she's like, but he's in bed, so you're planning a jailbreak? Because <laughs> Granoli is smart. And then Granoli like, gets over there like George Patton. And she's like, <laughs> you need to move these guys over here. You need to move this over here. Here's how we're going to get there. This is how we get in. And he's like, oh, you want to do this with me? And she's, she, what did she say to him? I would follow you into the files of, fires of hell. Well, first, she sa- he says, you know, you won't try to stop me. No, you won't be, a- you won't be angry. And she goes... No, I'd be angry if you didn't try. Mm-hmm. We have to get the old coot out of prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, she says, I would follow you into the fires of hell, I think. You can't know. 
something yeah. like that. And then he says, "You're uh, a remarkable woman, you're an extraordinary woman." Extraordinary. And then is like, "By the way, should we move to Fraser's Ridge?" She's like, "I'll pack the wagon." And then <laughs> fucking that's it. That's she it. packs the wagon. She packs the wagon. They, so they, they, ready they to go? Take all their beautiful stoneware mugs that they got from Pottery Barn <laughs> and all their clothes. That's actually really and literal. Fergus's it's the connect- barn that collection makes pottery. of extra hands, <laughs> and they load it all in the wagon. How many with a big wait, tarp? Let's let's take the pen out of how many extra hands Fergus's Fergus has. What does he have? A formal hand? <laughs> no, I think he just puts a glove on. Okay, so he has just the wooden hand. But <laughs> no. he has. Tell you guys left. I can't remember if they did this on the show, and if not, if I told you about it, that in the book he, uh, when they go to the big fancy ball in Jamaica. Um, there's like a guy who's being a real dick there about Scottish people and French people, I think. And he goes to shake hands with them and then and pulls his hand yes. away. Yes. And it's just a glove filled Speaking with a bird seed. That's a fucking And bit. all of a sudden it just goes, Psst. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy's like, what? And Fergus's like, see ya! <laughs> that shit's awesome. Oh my God, what did you do to me? But really, though, so he has his normal day-to-day M through F well, then his, wooden hand. He, yeah. ha- he has an upholstered hand because that's his formal hand. Does it? Is it upholstered or is it like, you know, it's back in the day, is it like ivory? Oh, but I mean, Fergus can't afford ivory yet. We don't know that. I think it's got a nice glove. So he just has a nice glove that he puts on wood hand. Does he have sculpted hands for other things? <laughs> does he have... Does he have a shocker hand? Does he have... I mean, you guys, come on, though. I don't think Fergus needs the shocker hand. You don't You don't think so? I mean, he, he's got another hand. He's got other appendages. He's, he's got other appendages, but, like, wouldn't it be great if you just had, like, steadfast shocker hand and then you could do everything he, else with everything else? He has one attachment that's literally just a dildo. Just, that, that's it. It's what, just that's, a, what, that's what I'm saying. He the just has a hand, dick hand. The shocker hand would be dick See, hand I'm more plus. Into it if it's like if his if it's a if it's got like feathers Ooh, on it. Yes, yes. What if he's got his normal hand Avi, and then his sex attachment is feathers and or like um, little tiny whips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I'm just saying. For there are so many things. Overload. There yeah. are so many things that he could have. I watch. I just want him to have one of those beer ones. <laughs> Where you fit a cup inside it. Oh, like a mug, right? So he has one that is just like, like he can like somehow like click it forward and click on. So no, 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 no. So you can buy like a Hulk hand. Uh-huh. So you put your hand inside the Hulk hand. Oh. And then the Hulk hand has a cup holder in it. So you, well, they normally have, but they have mugs and steins. So I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm just. A, just a whole connect, just like he screws the stein into his wrist. I oh, see. yeah. Maybe he just has like a cup on a stick. Mm-hmm. And he just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fergus, we love you. We've gone uh, off track here. Cesar, damn boy. He did a really good job this uh, episode, too. Just as far as names go for our uh, Native American mother, mm-hmm. uh, her it's spelled J-O-H-I-E-H-O-N. Joheen? 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 Janine. Oh, my God. Or Jolene. Joheen. 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 That, that's right. Yeah, Joheen. Joheen. So wait. Joheen. 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 Please don't throw yourself upon that fire. Too Joheen. late. Joheen. 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 I know it's tempting, but please don't join that pyre. <laughs> nailed it. Oh, I nailed man. it. All right. Hold on. We didn't finish the Fergus and Granoli scene. Oh, it's so good. It was really there was the touching. eye 
we we oh, thing yeah. that made us laugh so hard. Guys, <laughs> I'm getting too into my feelings. I'm making weird sounds on the mic. Where she said I, and he said we, and she went we we, as in she didn't understand whether or not it was we or we. Um, yeah, that shit was he hilarious. Because there's I I. So like I singular, but also I yes. yes. And then there's we plural, but also ooey yes. yes. It was fun. It was cute. Once on second. They were adorable together and it was a very good scene. What? Huh? It's it was a little It was good. Hey, I yeah. look forward to more of them. Just a little bit more of them as time goes on. Right? Should well, we get a little bit more? I mean, yeah, there's supporting characters. But yeah, they you know, they're around they're adorable. Forever, and basically. fucking granoli is the shit. They have a couple of really good storylines coming up, and <clears> they <throat> do, in fact, move to Fraser's Ridge. All right, cool. So they'll be at Fraser's Ridge. All right, back to the back Doom Hut. And then we hear the priest's backstory about how he was preaching the gospel or whatever and then got sick and then was in and out of a fever and kept feeling these cool, cool hands. <laughs> and it was Joheen. And they fell in love, and obviously that little toe-headed, blue-eyed baby is his. Baby Father Sting. Um, but he can't he can't see his way past the sin that he has committed in order to bless his own child. Yeah. So the tribe is very mad at him that he won't accept to me it seems like it's he's not accepting his child in their mind, maybe. Yeah. yeah. He's denying the child. What he himself has, essentially. Whereas he is saying that he can't because he's he's like a disgraced priest. He's so he doesn't goods. he doesn't have the ability because he's not technically a priest because he broke this and that vow. I'm gonna say this about Richard Rankin and his upcoming on fire monologue. That's I so have bad. to say that I think he's right because those seem to be very persnickety details when you're trapped in a doom hut made of elm leaves. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. And it's true in the it's true in the that's true in the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but from his perspective, he would be damning the baby to hell, right? Which that's some pretty fucking high stakes, mm-hmm. and there there's a certain like it feels a little bit like um, God, I don't know, like Roger is tempting him like it feels kind of biblical yeah in a way you know like a, he a was way sent to from, test him yeah mm-hmm. um and i'm sure that that is how he would see it too right um he wouldn't see it as what it really was which was just like some incredible acting just like he's done just be like you didn't change my mind but when that was you were really still good. acting did you ever have that experience where you're in rehearsal with somebody and they kill it so hard that you have to just stop and be like, you annihilated that. Yes. Yeah. It's a Mm -hmm. good feeling. It's always really awesome when somebody gets it. Yeah. Just like fucking Mm -hmm. murders it. Um, yeah. So basically, so he tells his backstory and at the end of it, Roger's like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Let me tell you my story and why I understand what you're going through. I feel like my scotch is getting better. It's getting really good. That was really impressed by that. We need to go back to the fire so that I can do this Um, and basically like destroys it. Outlines all of the times that he could have taken the hint essentially and gone back and turned or left her alone or gone somewhere else or whatever. 
And it took all of those times for him to realize that he needs to look out for number one mm-hmm. and that that's what he's going to be doing from now on, which obviously anyone watching the show who's familiar with uh, how stories work knows that that's not what's going to happen, <laughs> <laughs> but he really sells it. Um, mm-hmm. And w- he manages to convince the priest. We think it's to leave when really it's just to get him out. Mm-hmm. Like the priest hasn't changed his mind. He just starts digging. So we assume he's changed his mind. He doesn't start digging until, the Mohawk come to take the priest away. Oh, right. Right. They come in and they strip him naked. And Roger's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's gone. And then he's like in Doom Hut by himself. Like, what am I going to do? Looking around, trying to find a poster of Rita Hayworth. Not happening. <laughs> Instead, I going to make the Rita Hayworth joke. God bless a turtle shell and just starts trying to dig out from underneath the edge of the Doom Hut so that he can escape. Um, we're going to see the father come back later, but first we've got to go through Bree in the jail. So oh, has- no, 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 no. Wait, I have this all in the same thing. So he goes to the longhouse and then comes back before we go back to the jail? There's a bit of a montage. I mean, Julie, that's the point at which Richard Rankin killed it so hard that... I think it's probably pretty likely that you forgot to take I notes. I did forget to take notes because it was so compelling. I didn't want to, but I've got all this stuff in the Doom Hut and then I've got the jail. So I think maybe it There's, did happen. We see some setup for the jail, though, because we see them. Oh, we see the gunpowder gun powder and all that shit. Right. We see them all like at their stations and then they're all sort of getting ready. And then we see Brianna and Lord John walk up and then Brianna goes in by herself. And then I think it cuts okay. away. It cuts back. So let's just finish that part then so they take father sting away bring him back and they have <laughs> fucked with father sting it's not cool they cut they his cut off his ear they cut off his ear olly, olly. <laughs> they fucking van goat his ass he's all upset he's not great he's laying on the ground roger's like oh man just let me clean your non-ear off here drink some water once again let me remind you you're being a fucking idiot and then uh roger makes what would seem to most people like a very reasonable suggestion. Why don't you just go pour some water over its head and just say something in Latin? It doesn't have to. Then you won't be damning the baby. Just do it. Just go like onions, mm. onions, onions, onions. That's all right. But in Latin. Yeah. Like watermelon. When you're right. They wouldn't know. Watermelon is watermelon. But he's like, but I would know. Ugh. You're an idiot. And he says, here's what they do is they're going to, if I don't say that I will bless this baby, they're going to hold. By morning. By morning. They're going to hold my feet over a fire until I die. Which means. It usually takes three days. Right. Which means not they're going to set me on fire. They're just going to put my feet in a fire and I'm going to scream for three days until I expire from stress. Until, I think he says, until my body gives way. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Where essentially until your body is like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. And just, and it's a long time. It's not like you're just going to die because your feet are in a fire. Your feet will burn. Your bones will burn, but your the rest of your body's okay. (laughs) And Roger's like, nah, brah, come on. Look at this turtle shell. Hold this gourd. Let's do this. And they start trying to dig out. (laughs) And then in the morning they come back for him, but we'll get back to that. So then we go back to the jail. Here's Bree and Lord John Gray. They're at the jailhouse. The gunpowder is being dropped. It's 
bad timing. They've gotten permission to be in there from Governor Tryon, so that's how Lord John used his poll to get them entry. They go in. She says, no, I have to do this by myself. And he's like, I'll be right here. And we're like, yes, yes, you you coin face. Oh, we love you, coin face. Mm -hmm. So she goes in in this beautiful cloak, and it's this gorgeous shot just like really gorgeous shot that they used in the trailer. So at this point I had seen it like four fucking times and you just sort of see shadows play across her face as she walks up and she walks into the, into the old jail cell. He's like, do you remember me? And, uh, he Ugh. is, uh, just predictably the shitty, worst. <laughs> just the worst. I want to say, I think Ed Spielers, I know this, that not everybody agrees with this. There seems to be a divide on the issue of oh, Mr. No, Ed Spielers. Really I think he's great. That character is Awful and both awful intentionally and sometimes pretty awful unintentionally mm-hmm. um, refuses to fucking go away as the end of the episode makes clear. He just Stephen Bonnet. He's around for a while, guys. Sorry, hate to break it to you. Um, continues to drive people to do insanely stupid things. He's listed in a weird way on IMDb. Like there's the entire cast, and then in a different section, rest of cast listed alphabetically, and then it's. Some Rest guy. of cast. Is that some kind of spoiler shit? Like I, don't, I guess it's like it's like Gregory Dominic Ojig, whomever that is, because he has, doesn't even actually have a, a a character name. And then Ed Spielers. I'm like, why the fuck? I think down some there? of it, the way that IMDb ranking, I think it has to do with like who is updating those pages and shit. Mm. Um, because sometimes you go and like there won't be. It'll be like. You go to an episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and it'll say, Rachel Bloom, and then it'll say, Rest of Cast, and it's two uncredited extras, right? Like, it's not, they're not the only three people in that episode. By the way, I finally started watching it. <sighs> Don't be a lawyer is the best thing I've ever seen. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> okay, Quick okay. way to ruin your life. Don't, Don't be, be a lawyer. The best. I, and I don't know if it, our listeners know about my abiding love for New Jack Swing, but it's true. <laughs> you know the line that made me laugh the hardest, Julie? Mm-hmm. I know we're getting off track, but it's it's just too good. Yeah, your parents might think you're a failure, but no one ever said, first let's kill all the tailors. <laughs> that did make me laugh out loud. It's so good. It's a really it did make good, me laugh out loud. No, it's a really good uh, I'm, glad, I'm also glad that a supporting character got a song like that, too. Oh, there are bunch of them this season. George gets a song this season. Outside of it, it's me, it's always me, from like season two or something. He gets a proper song. Um, there are some more, but yeah. They're I'm coming up on it. It's It's been very interesting. I, I, uh, we had to buy it on Amazon, which was okay. No, what? You no, can watch it on my DVR. No, we tried, but it. Oh, we didn't go to your DVR. We went to Hulu or whatever, and they, don't, they do this thing now where you can only get like the last five episodes. Oh, yeah. No, it's on my... I saved all of it. It's, it's on so my cool. DVR. I gave them my money because they deserve it. Okay, that's fair. Um, anyway, y'all, watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's good. Hold on, hold on. Where were we? <laughs> Don't be a liar. So uh, Stephen Bonnet was being a dick. Oh yeah. So he's in the jail house being fucking Stephen Bonnet, and Brianna is being regal and graceful. Yes, regal. And just saying, um, "Hey, I know you don't remember me, but my name is this." And he's like, "Why would I?" Oh, Fraser. And she's like, "Mm-hmm." Yeah. She says it's honestly a. Li- it would, it would be funny if he weren't so abhorrent. And that's what I like about this performance so much mm-hmm. is he's never. You can tell it's a, It is the character making a joke that isn't funny, not the actor trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's really smart. But she says, "My parents are James and Claire Fraser. They saved your life, and you robbed them." And he goes, 
Yes. So <laughs> it's, really, it, it's it is funny. It's really, it's it's not, but it is. But of course I would. Like yeah, that's uh, how yeah. I. Yeah, I'm. What's your? Was there a question? I'm still alive. It sounds like more of a comment. And then she tells him many times that he's about to die, and then she flips open her cape, and he's like, "Lots of whores have told me they got pregnant by me," and she's like, "Why would I lie to you?" And he's like, oh. She well, also doesn't say, and by the way, I'm not a prostitute. Like, yeah. I'm not a sex worker. No, but also, why would I? Also, look what I'm wearing. Yeah. And like, Fair it, point. Very clear. I'm not like, come on. Um, why would I lie to you? So what's up? I just wanted to tell you that part of you is going to live on. Peace. Boosh. Mic drop. Starts to leave. And he's like, wait. And she turns around. And then he reaches into his mouth and pulls out. A garnet or something. Is it a garnet or a ruby? We don't know. Uh, here's a, here's also, some, it should have had more goo on it. Here's some brief in the books shit. So okay. there's a whole subplot where that I've mentioned before where Claire and Jamie are sort of touring River Run trying to decide if they're going to take this offer or not. And Claire the whole time is like, I don't want to make up your mind for you, but I cannot. Like, I cannot own slaves. I can't. That's an absolute no. Um, and he, he's just trying to figure out what they're going to do and if there's a way to do it, whatever. And part of that, they're taking this tour. They're going to see like where the slaves live and all of this shit. And they, all of a sudden Claire with her doctor nose smells blood. So they go into this hut <laughs> and they find this woman who's dying and she's dying of a botched abortion. And then there's a whole thing. They find out who did it, and it's a, another slave who's a, essentially the healer, the Claire, and it just didn't work. But also she didn't die from the botched abortion. Somebody else killed her, and you never really find out who. There's a whole thing. Anyway, they figure out who it is that she was... Um, impregnated by mm-hmm. and they go to try to find him and it's a guy who was a guard at Ardsmuir which is the prison that Jamie was in in Scotland Ooh. Um, who's a son of a bitch and then there's a subplot where Jamie killed his twin brother Oy. on like an expedition who was incredibly brutal to the inmates and they were on an expedition for mushrooms or some shit and he killed him and he just never came back whatever um, so they have this long standing feud like death feud about all kinds of things because now he also blames him for the girl dying and all this shit so um, he wasn't so point being a fun guy <laughs> oh, sorry no. it was right oh, there God. it was right there yeah you always have to take the fun guy joke <laughs> so when the end of this story Stephen bonnet escaping and also brianna getting this jewel happens in the book but the way we get there is she goes to see him with lord john's help and then realizes that Stephen Bonnet wasn't actually chained up because they had been planning to get him out that night because the person, uh, I think his name is Murchison, who is in charge of the prison is on the take, who's working Mm -hmm. with him, and it's this guy Mm -hmm. from Ardsmuir. Um, And then they think, and they club Lord John over the head, and they think Lord John is dead, and Brianna stops. Um, Stephen Bonnet refuses to leave when the place is going to blow up unless they take Lord John's body out. And Bonnet is like, I don't care if you blow up. She's like, fine, then I'm gonna. And then he's like, fuck it. You, that's pregnant. Grab this guy. And they take him out. <laughs> and then he takes the jewel out of his tooth and gives it to her and runs away. Because for whatever reason, he's very into the whole, you're going to have my baby thing. Well, he um, is Irish. <laughs> Good God. 
God. That was that was for my friend Kelly, who doesn't listen listen to this podcast, whose mother Joe is weirdly racist against Irish people. Oh my God. Oh no. Kelly doesn't listen to the podcast. No, she's been on it, but she doesn't watch the show anymore. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. Mm-mm. How come? She have a reason? She just fell off. Oh, that's fair. Not her thing. She didn't read the book. She doesn't have, you know, the fact that people are listening to her talk (laughs) for two hours every week to have her coming back. Someone wrote me a message on Instagram, and I think they deleted it, but they wrote me a note that was like, I really enjoy that you still do this, even though it was like, it it sounds like from the very first episode that you got conned. (laughs) She wasn't sure what this is like. You got caught in this thing, but now I really like to do this. Back up. Do you feel that you were conned into this? Not at all. I, okay. <laughs> all right. Just checking. I do. It did feel a little bit more like, uh, hey, so we're going to do this for a little while. And then it's like, well, actually, you should just stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more fun this way. It is more fun this way. We were lost without you. Speaking of more fun, let's get to the funeral pyre. Oh. So, oh my God, Julie. <laughs> you guys, I got bits. I got preening. <laughs> I got bits. <laughs> So Brianna goes and she really does have a really powerful scene. And once again, this guy, Ed Spielers, I'm sorry, he's great. He's, he's so good. really, really good it, at the kind of sociopathic, I don't give a fuck. But he does realize, oh, well, if she doesn't have any reason to lie and I'm about to hang from the neck until I die, here's a garnet. Out right of out of his tooth. I cannot believe that they kept the jewel hidden in his tooth. All the shit they cut from this show, all the things they change. Unchanged, the jewel hidden in the tooth. <laughs> Presumably where the tooth used to be. Right? I would like, I would assume that it was like a crown, but just the garnet shoved down in his gum. Yeah. Do you like take that out every time you eat? Is this like a vision line? No, like, I'm gonna say back God. in the day you did not. Ow. So meanwhile, Fergus Ow. and the din, 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 are dun, 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 preparing dun, dun, to dun, dun. break in. They turn their guns on the nice young man at the door. They come in and they club somebody. They're here to save Myrta. Uh, uh, and Granoli then is waiting somewhere with a wag with the wagon and the baby in it. Yeah, where was the baby? It was in the wagon. It was there, in the you bassinet. saw it in the bassinet. Just, yeah. I want to like give a call out though to that shot where like Fergus and Granola are sitting there, and she's like, the wagon. and he's like, I'm gonna go do this, and he jumps down right into the shot with the regulators behind him over the shoulders. <laughs> I was like, great, Fuck it's a yeah. great shot, and it's and it's in motion. <laughs> yeah, they're like moving toward the camera. The camera is also moving, <laughs> and he jumps right into it in case somebody oh. gets sick. He mm. looks like a bat. We all went, damn, damn boy. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, it was great. Anyway, so. As Brianna is leaving, they're coming in, and then there's Fergus a lot of points his gun Fergus. at a fancy dude, and he turns around and it's Lord John Cray. <gasps> oh Lord! Oh no! Lord John, what are you doing here? And then Brianna appears, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, shit, pregnant lady!" And they're trying to get Marta out of there. They realize this shit's about to blow up. We got to go, and they run out. And then, of course, because Lord John and Brianna have like Lord John coverage. Fancy coverage. They just walk out like well, no there's, problem. And there's also a whole to do. They have to. There is somebody unconscious on the floor, and Brianna makes sure they bring that guy out. But Lord they John. also leave a ring of keys on the floor <sighs> and the door open to Stephen Bonnet, which is the stupidest. I I'm sorry. There wasn't that. Uh, you mu- guys, there wasn't that much going on, and every single one of them know know that. I can't believe it. Like, I just I mean, think it's so I can stupid. See, Brianna is. She wouldn't be the one to shut the door, so she's leaving to get the guard. Right? Because, like, she's not... Wouldn't you shut the door on your own rapist? I mean, 
Maybe, but I also might just get the fuck out. Actually, I'd probably heard. I'd, heard. I'd probably like grab the door and be like, "Should I close this? I don't know if I should." Fuck. I'll I'm just, gonna close I'm this. Gonna, also, it's like halfway. Guard, please lock this door. Well, but the guard was knocked out, right? Yeah, like right. that's as she's leaving. And then Murtaugh shows. As she's leaving, they all run in. Okay, and well they, that's one thing. Murtaugh. How about the ring of keys? Why didn't somebody just take that ring of keys? Oh, well, they do take the ring of keys because that's how they get Murta out. Presumably no, somebody... No, no, they, they chucked some. They dropped it yeah, in the yeah. door, remember? Who chucked them towards... Who chucked him towards Stephen Bonnet's door, I don't door, know. Somebody's dumbass. stupid. Someone's an idiot. That's real... An idiot. Idiot. That is idiot. really dumb. So, uh, so we yeah, were pissed about that. Stephen it was Bonnet's going to... Surprise. He's coming back. He's no going to be back. No he does surprise. not get bloaty up. Um, however, there's this really interesting standoff where Lord John and Myrta are like, I'll take Brianna. No, I'll take Brianna. No, I'll take Brianna. And she's like, can you fucking stop? We got to go. And then they're like, okay, no, Lord John will take Brianna. And they seem to come <laughs> to cover, some kind cover. of truce... Which is proven when they're leaving and they get stopped by the the red coats, those coats, and they ask if Lord John saw anything. And he's like, No, nope. I don't know, but I, I trust I that you. you will find what find out what happened. Yes. And then they turn away and Brianna's got this little smile like, mm, Lord John's not a snitch. Mm. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just the fucking best. Oh, and to like and then uh Grizzly's Grizzly Grizzly? Granoli. Granoli. Then they all climb in the wagon under the sheet. And like, she's ready. Whoosh, and like, off they go. Cinches it up. Don't me, just me and my bairn. And I've got to roll. Shoot, shoot. And she's out. That was, and she like had the whole like hood thing going on. She was ready. It was great. It was, none damn. of that shit is, she's not involved. Well, I mean, they're, Myrtle's not in jail. Yeah. So that whole storyline is an invention of the show. Mm. So... Granoli has some good shit she gets to do in the show, but she never gets to be involved in a jailbreak. That's pretty it great. was so fun. It, it was, was just, it was great. And more importantly, they didn't kill off Myrta <laughs> yet. Cheers. 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 I really Don't thought die. it was coming. You're a pample moose. Now, speaking of killing somebody off. Not a dead moose. We, we go back to the um, Mohawk camp and we see that Roger is Shadow Lake. Screw, um, crawling out of the Shawshank Redemption hole he's made for himself. And he gets out and then, wait, 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 wait. Oh, he sees the Mohawk woman with the pants that we know is coming back. Obviously She's some sort of be. tribe elder, position of power, whatever. <laughs> Hide against the hut. And then run away. And while he's running, all he can hear are the continued screams of Father Sting. Father Alexandre. Father he Sting. is screaming his ass off because they're just holding his feet you in the fire. You might say that every step he takes, every move, every he, move makes, he makes, every single day, Roger's hearing him yeah. scream. <laughs> scream. <laughs> so Roger keeps running and he's like, Rah! and Roger's like, no, no, I've got to keep going. Fuck it. Fuck it. Ah! Roger's like, ah, no, don't cool. be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Just keep going. Ah! Oh, Fuck it. And he actually says, fuck it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fuck yeah. what I say. And then he turns around and runs back towards the camp because Roger's going to be a hero. And then it started. We get back to the camp and we see poor Father Sting just pilloried in a fire with just his feet in the fire. They have It's a very expertly built situation where only his feet are in the actual flames. A lot of really exemplary... Design uh, architecture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they know what they're doing. And um everybody's just kind of standing around watching, like maybe kind of like it's a movie. Yeah. Weirdly. Like but it's not like weird. It's like everybody's kind of being normal. Like this is just kind of normal. Whatever. 
this guy, he's got what's coming to him. It's cool. Except for Jonah Lee. What was her name? Uh, we basically jo- were calling her Jolene. Yeah. So Jolene is holding her baby and is talking to herself and is very upset and sad. I promise like him. next week, you guys, we will write down the pronunciation of this name so that we're not making it up. Because I, I feel believe really it was Jolene. It's Jolene. So Jolene is standing there, obviously very upset with her baby, just kind of like quiet, quietly crying and watching this shit happen. And then Roger comes in slow-mo. Now, has the music already started? Yeah. yeah. So it starts when he basically comes in. This... Uh, and it's also slow mo, so like these two things go together, and it's the worst. And it was weird when it started happening because Allison immediately goes, "Wait a second, what yeah. the?" Yeah, and what? I'm like, "Slow mo, no!" <laughs> so I, I am not one of the man. I hate it when the show uses already existing music types. I don't. I think the Dylan thing was good. I think there have been some other good ones. Um, this, however, they chose. A really beautiful piece of music. Uh, canon in... No, not canon in Davis. <laughs> Adagio no, Adagio for Strings by Samuel Barber, um, which is beautiful. It's The second I heard it, I was like, oh, it's this fucking song. Jesus Christ! Because it's incredibly overused. It's, uh, in addition to being used in lots and lots and lots and lots and Pull lots and lots of movies, mm-hmm. um, including uh, Adagio for Strings by Samuel Barber. Uh, it in, That includes fucking... Like JFK's funeral. Yeah, and they, they played play it? it after. No, please don't play it. No, the announcement <laughs> please play regulators. of FDR's death on the radio. They played JFK's death, Princess Diana's death, Princess Grace's funeral. They played it uh, after September 11th. They played like all. If a sad thing happened, somebody used Adagio for strings adjacent to it. I texted friend of the show, Kate Kolzik, and was like, I, there's a piece of sad classical music. I can't place it. What the fuck is this? And she was like, well, use Shazam. <laughs> so I did. And then texted her back and told her, and she said, quote, uh, love the piece, but it's way overquoted and overquoted and used in TV and films. So I'm not looking forward to it. Like, yeah, it's just, it's like way too on the nose. I, mm-hmm. Something occurred to me today. I think the problem with this season and last season of Outlander is it feels a little bit like somebody is making a show that they think Outlander fans will like instead of just making a good show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if it might piss people off because it's, it's so on the nose. It's like insanely on the nose. Usually with something like that, you want something that's maybe a little counterintuitive, which is why I think the Dylan thing works so well. Mm -hmm. Like you want to surprise somebody and with contrast, bring out something else. This is like, it's, so it's famously used in an episode of Seinfeld because it involved Jerry Stiller, who is in Platoon, because it's also famously used in Platoon, right? <laughs> oh so, like, God. if Seinfeld uses it as a joke for something sad happening, you probably shouldn't use it for real for something sad happening in your TV show. Also, you have... There's an entire world of classical music well, and, and a composer. And also you have a composer for your show and you have a theme for that character, Roger, yeah. that you could have reworked and turned into a minor key or slowed it down or whatever if you wanted this particular effect. I It just... It was very cliche. And I think... It felt lazy. And I think I think you've, uh, Allison, you hit it on the nose as far as like how they're making the show, as in they're trying to do something that they think people would like. Like uh, during one and of the, specifically Outlander, Outlander fans, fans. Mm-hmm. like uh, like what was the one after the episode behind the scenes with the producers on the couch where they made a comment about um, Diana Gabalon's, um 
like they were talking about how like they were doing something different than what Diana had done. And so they were like, oh no, people are going to get upset because we didn't do this thing. And it was like, I remember you guys making a joke about it because it was a little bit like trite where it does like, it doesn't really matter. Like what yeah, did, why are you, you making this make a thing? You got to make the good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, it, the reason I was thinking about that is I had no idea that this episode was going to air, but for whatever, I was thinking about Matthew B. Roberts leaving Twitter. Like, you don't, it's not nice to think about somebody like having their fucking every experience they go on the internet ruined because people are being mean to them on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like that certainly is not cool. But at the same time, criticism is not always cruelty. Mm-hmm. I do think that in general, Outlander fans on the internet could probably chill a little Dial bit. Dial it back a bit. Right? <laughs> just like, guys, just a little. A, it's a, you know, fictional um, property. You know, like we're, <laughs> we're coming close to driving kilt daddy off the internet. Please and, don't. And then um, Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted something in response to something he tweeted where he says, Dude, I made one joke about Outlander and it was my entire week. Oh right? My God. And like, you just, you gotta chill. Anyway, point being, I was trying to think about like, what exactly is my criticism? Because I don't know this dude personally. I don't have any bone to pick with him personally. Why is it that I think it's not good? And I was thinking about the worst moment in the show for me, excusing anything that's like uh, social or political at all. Not, I'm not talking about in terms of content, pure filmmaking. The worst moment is that fucking dive in the hurricane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the reason it's so bad is because it's like watching a dude imagine what women want to see. Yes. Instead of like, what is the essence of that? Why is that something we would like? me speaking for me and also other people who like the show, but you know, to each their own, not necessarily just women. You, but what, what it was was something epic and sweepingly romantic. Right. Right. So then show me he's in the water and he can't get there and he can't right? find her. It's about the struggle. And then right. maybe, maybe there's a lucky shaft like a of rope, light or something happens like a board bobs up and he's or like, you see, what the like fuck? jellyfish. And then it's a skirt and you see the skirt or so, like something. Thing. Or maybe we're with her the whole time and she's just going and going and going. And then we see a hand. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's gotta not be... that weird full pan shot of like Aquaman. No, it's not. Right. We're not. It's, it's human. It's not. It's superhuman. Not, yeah. It's not like that. It's gotta be about the people. And that is why I think this specific scene is frustrating because what's going on with the people is actually super compelling. Mm-hmm. What, happens when they layer that music in is it's like they need us to make sure that we know that this is really sad and epic and tragic because we already fucking know dude like come on you could have played like be my baby Mm -hmm. right and then it would have been counterintuitive and weird or nothing no sound at all just having him scream and just the silence and the scream of that happening that's terrifying yeah or just like fire sounds and nothing else or just like that what actually happened i don't yeah i don't fucking know or play i don't know the song that Roger sang at the see this is actually genius. Right. There the you go. Take that, that and turn it into a score. G- right. So like he sang this folk song, they could, and then they lit the stag on fire. So then we're thinking about the stag and that got turned it into the score as a. You're Come, welcome. Do, you're welcome. To Daphne, pass it along. God, yeah. Anyway, uh, that is not to say that this isn't a good episode. I think it is a good episode, and I think that overall that section is still good because the acting is good. Mm-hmm. And, and the scene is very compelling, obviously, when she throws herself on the fire. <sighs> well, I will say that when she set the baby down, I screamed, no, no, no! And then she did it, and I was like, oh, fuck it. 
fine. But you know what? At least Roger came in and made it happen where it wasn't going to be three days. Oh, and I'll tell you what, in the book, he doesn't meet her. She's just a woman that he, that the priest loved. We never have any interaction with her. Well, at, all. at least that's So cool. that's an improvement. Yeah. And, um, and this is also why we know it was whiskey at the beginning. Cause he was, right. he threw the cask of whiskey at the base of the fire so that it would explode. And so to put him out of his misery, his mm-hmm. acute misery, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, at the end of it, we get my favorite line of the episode, which is Rogers being dragged back. He goes, take me back to the idiot hut. <laughs> <laughs> which was incredible. It's good. They're setting him up for a really great finale mm-hmm. because he's obviously like going to have to make some choices. Mm-hmm. They also established something that they had not. Which so is that far he thinks season, it was Jamie. He thinks it was Jamie in the book because the chapter where Roger gets beaten is from Roger's perspective. We know that he sort of figures out that it's that he's pretty sure it was Jamie. And then that he thinks that that means that Brianna sent Jamie to do this. Oh, (laughs) that isn't so clear here, although it is sort of implied, but I'm glad that we confirmed that he thinks that it was Jamie, which is a pretty fair guess. If you're heading into the middle of nowhere to find a large, handsome, redheaded man. And then all of a sudden, and then, like a superhumanly strong redwood redhead beats the fucking shit out of you for no reason. I'd like, can I, I'd like to, uh, having not read the book, I'd like to uh, surmise what that inner dialogue was like when he got beat up and he was like, God damn, where am I? Oh, I, I think I'm past this. Oh, here comes someone. Oh, he's quite tall. Mm, nice. Oh, red hair. Oh, he looks mad. Fuck. Uh, hello. Hi. Oh, fuck. Ow. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the inner dialogue in the show was, what? Nothing, because then he's blacked out. Yeah. He fights back in the book. He, I think it is actually much more realistic that Roger would just be out. Yeah. Like, one punch Roger. Yeah. Bam. Done. Well, he didn't have to fight a lot, obviously, growing up in the Wakefield home. <laughs> just for those biscuits. Yeah, just for the biscuits. <laughs> Somebody needs a biscuit. He deserves a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an episode. So that was it. That was that a lot going it. on. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Adagio for strings. I don't know why they did that. Uh, there's no boning, so we're gonna skip. Nope. We're gonna skip that entirely, unless, like, I guess, on a scale of Lord John's right profile to Lord John's left profile, where would you put the sex appeal of this episode? I mean, he was very- straight front. I'll tell you what. I really <laughs> wish that they had been like, we're gonna move to Fraser's Ridge. Uh, oh wait, also the baby's asleep. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's get it on. Yeah, right I'd now. like to see a little Dan Boy and Granoli action. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Put it on the wish list. It was. It, I mean, they all were very polite to each other. To me, that was just very, very hot. Uh, so costumes. <laughs> Let's go. Well, there's the going to town and to mm-hmm. an unseemly place thing that makes me think of Gone with the Wind. Yes. So we'll say that'll be the top end because the costumes in Gone with the Wind are really great. And the bottom end will be... Me going to the store today in Chicago having to put on my long johns and boots. That's practical, uh, practical outfitting. Okay, yeah. yeah. So where does it go on that scale? I'm going to say it's somewhere in between because it's very clear that women's wear of that day was not necessarily fully practical. So let's give it a little foxes in which you have to be dressed in a certain way because you're a woman, but you can also listen to your husband die. 
I'm going to give it a white Christmas mm-hmm. because of the scene where Lord John and Brianna basically match and they look like a pair, but not like a couple. <laughs> yep. And they, this will be no surprise. Lord John and Brianna after this have like a very special relationship. They don't necessarily even spend that much time together, but um, every time that Lord John sends a letter to Jamie, he also sends like some kind of present for Brianna. Sometimes yes. for Claire too, but he's, Brianna is like his special favorite now mm-hmm. because they're sweet besties because there are some things you can't go through without liking each other. Mm. And one of them is, is a jailbreak is someone attempts to blackmail you into marrying them and then you become friends because you're a good dude and then you have to take her to get into a prison and then you have to escape from the prison all while looking fabulous yes yes that's one of them Mm -hmm. basically fake engagement you can't go through a fake engagement without ending up liking each other Mm -hmm. that would be my guess that's pretty true so yeah i'm going with the white christmas never were there such devoted sisters (laughs) that's a good one that's good um and then getting up to get a beer scale i didn't yeah didn't even think about it really no and I ran out of water, mm-hmm. and I would have gone up for more water. No, I was, so, I was into this episode. Pretty gripping. I would say that uh, when Adagio for Strings started up, there was a moment of, ooh, and maybe yeah. I could have gotten up, but that was just me being a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, it, it was a lazy good. choice. It was a lazy choice. It was a lazy choice. Uh, that said, Richard Rankin. Great. Fucking amazing. Platinum Pamplemousse. Platinum Pamplemousse, no question. TGP. No question. Not even close. I'd like to give a runner-up, though. Yeah, please do. Uh, I want to give a runner-up to, uh, I believe it's Brandon Clark, who plays uh, Kehertone. Oh, right. Because this is the, uh, he's his captor, uh, um, uh, Richard Rankin's captor. The young Mohawk dude who was in love with her. Yeah, Yeah. and he's been on the episode, he's been in every episode where he's been moving around and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't had a lot to do, but man, when when he he does, he does such a good job. That last scene where he watched his desire throw herself into a fire, and now he's like, probably going to take, and he's probably going to take care of that baby now. Like, that was fucking, he was so Mm -hmm. good. And he's honestly, he's really young, he hasn't been in much, like he's been in like three or four things. Good one job, of, guy. One of those is Legends of Tomorrow. <gasps> what? In what episode? Uh, he was in uh, Pilot Part 1. He was Frat Dude Number 2. Oh, well. But still, like this guy's not... Uh, he's he's not, new. He's, he's new. new. He's in done he's a lot. He's new. Good so, job, buddy. Yeah, he was great. Julie, if you had to pick a runner-up, who would your runner-up be? My runner-up would be Granoli. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Lyle. Because she had a fucking... I love her because she's living in a time where her intelligence will never be truly valued except by somebody like Fergus. But she still can't stop it and is letting it shine. And, like, her walking in and being like, what are you doing? Well, mm-hmm. pardon me. And then getting in there and all, like, risking, playing risk with all of his thimbles. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome. Real missed opportunity for a sex yeah. scene there. Oh, yeah. It's that true. Sh- like, it's true. That absolutely should have been like, I have never been more attracted to you than I am in this moment. You know how they we're going to bone right you now. You know what? And if they worried about time concerns, here's the thing. Don't use the goddamn slow motion at the end. Yeah, that's that going to save you, you like two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. not time to get some clothes off and get some boning. Yeah. Yes. To even yes. Just a suggestion. Yeah. Just like that woman has earned herself some oral sex. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, come on. Or at come least on. a fucking shocker. <laughs> a shocker with a wooden hand. A wooden hand shocker. <laughs> get, the, get the feather and tassel out. <laughs> 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 Um, I uh, like both of your choices very much, and I <laughs> probably would have gone with Lauren Lyle, but just to to change it up a bit, I'm going to go with... I sort of want to pick the priest, but I'm just not going to. Fuck that priest. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I'm going to say... 
It's so boring to say David Barry, but I'm going to say David Barry. Yeah, he's, he's really so good. good in this I mean, episode. You can't, you can't fault him for excellence. <laughs> I meant to tell you, um, y'all, if you, if you visit the AV club, <laughs> um, we're, we're hopefully going to get this up today. So if you visit the AV club today, uh, which is Sunday, the 20th, um, and you read the what's on tonight for today, I hid a little Easter egg for y'all. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm Julie. I'm just going to show you mm-hmm. the, you'll, so you'll understand avclub.com. Uh, if you haven't seen it, what's on tonight is the, um, uh, like here's what you can watch today. AV club thingy. Um, come AV, on AV clubs TV guide. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A list of like a viewing guide. Um, also Caroline Sita, a friend of the joke, Caroline Sita is recapping the Punisher. That's awesome. The headline is Outlander may stumble sometimes, but you never do. You know who never does? This guy. That's who. And then there's a picture of the pamplemousse. So I hit a little. I hit a little Easter egg in there for y'all. It's in the body copying. Anyway, um, I think that's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't have anything else. Yeah. You know, that was a good one. It made me excited for the finale. Yeah. I can't um, believe it's I'm already the finale. Because you know yeah. what? That's going to be hopefully, fingers crossed, a Stephen Bonnet free finale. Really? Yeah, hopefully. I could use a little less of him right now. Yeah. <laughs> he, Ed Spielers, great. Yeah. Stephen Bonnet. I'm, he I could, me down. Let's, let's get back to... He's coming back, though. It's we, clear. It's been pretty Claire and Jamie light. Yes. I could, I could use some more Claire and Jamie. Would prefer some fucking. Yes. Can we get a little doing it? Can we get some doing it, please? Outlander. Yeah. I know I, you're I listening, just, Daphne. It's been a while since we've had a scene like where Murta's knocking on the door while Jamie is also knocking on the door. Ah! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, that's what I, I do. want. I do. That's what I want. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's... Oh, here's what we have to say. Uh, so next week is the finale. We will do a show, obviously, and record it, and you can send questions in. You can find us on Patreon to do on Patreon or the Slack to do that. Um, I am actually going to check... It's like right now to make sure no one has questions. But the um, the week after that, February, it's the week after February that, right? the yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. So the day we before be you doing, leave, um, we will be doing a live stream. No, sorry, we will be doing. I'm distracted. We're doing a season wrap up as we always do. Um, this time though, it's going to be a little special. Instead of uh-huh. doing it at Empirical Brewery, exploring the science of beer, uh, we are going to do a live show at our favorite dive bar. Uh, I cannot believe they're cool with this. But oh yeah, I'm she excited. didn't care. You know, there's nobody in there at noon on a Saturday. It's going to so be great. On Saturday, February 2nd, you can come to The Oasis. Uh, I think if you Google it, it's like Oasis Bar and Grill, which is weird because there is no 6909 grill. 6909 North Sheridan Road. Sheridan and Pratt. You can get there off the Morris Red Line stop, the Loyola Red Line stop, or to be real easy, the Sheridan bus, the 147, which stops directly in front of the bar. Outer Drive Express, 147, not Sheridan. Sheridan is 151. Right. Outer Drive Express uh, stops directly outside the bar. Uh, they have very cheap beer. Yeah. Some good things. Mm-hmm. Some Miller Lite. Yeah. Um, and we're going to sit and swear. Roll D20s. Roll D20s. We're going to have to figure out a way to mic ourselves, though. Uh, I think this will be okay. I talked to Neil about his 
amp. We're going to figure that out oh, sound yeah. wise. I got a, actually, I have an amp now too. I bought a oh, small cool. one. So that might actually be a good op- option because it's right. very small and easy for me. So to this carry. one is going to be yeah. special for us because not only are we doing a season wrap up, we're doing it at one of the best places on the planet. We're doing it where not we bars. actually drink. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's one, it's just one of my favorite places in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and regulars are going to come in and look really confused and that's going to be great. That'll be fucking fun. It'll be really, it'll be a really, really good time. So yeah. please come join us. Um, we would love to see you both in person and on the internet. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Patreon at podlander drunkcast. Oh, guys, you're doing getting so good. Getting there. <laughs> um, it said I had two notifications, but I don't fucking see any notifications. Um, you can support us on Patreon to get actress access to our Slack channel, which is really fun. Uh, I saw something the other day where they were like, people who have a friend Slack channel are telling on themselves. And I don't know what we're telling on ourselves for. Tell, what? What? Yeah, what are we telling on ourselves for? I don't get Not it. To, uh, just in general. It wasn't about us specifically. What's, this, what's the thing? I don't know. What's the what quote? Is the, what is this thing? People who have a friend Slack channel are just telling on themselves. If anybody can that. explain that to me, please do. I, I want to know. There's any explanation there. I think um, it's just an anyway, asshole. Anyway, it's my very favorite thing. They well, it's Emily Yoshida, who's one of my favorite film critics. So she's not an asshole, Maybe. but I don't understand the context. And it m- wasn't to me, it was just in general. Does she okay. want a Slack channel? We could start one for her. We should. We should have an Emily Yoshida fan Slack channel because yeah. I would join it. I love her. Anyway, yeah. um, don't get down. You can. Use Patreon to get access to our Slack. You can use it to get bonus episodes, which we are overdue on releasing some of, so I will do that sometime this week. Um, we, You can use it to do, I don't know, any other number of things. Our live streams today, our live stream failed. Uh, and also, you can get it so that we say your name on the show. So we want to thank all of our patrons, but these lovely people in particular, Amanda Newton, Ann Gavin, Ann Gibson, Beth Locke, Kara Marlowe, Katie Kirshner, Chantel Davis, Crystal Nanavati, Dr. J, Aaron Yutzi, Flourish Root, Friday Payton, Heather Moore, Ida with an I, Jenna Polkowski, Jen Lander Drunklin, Catherine Marshall Eastman. Your name is so long, Catherine, that I have to hover over it to get your name to come up, which is why there's always a delay, but now it's going to be a bit. I'm going to end up doing it on paper and we'll still go Catherine Marshall (laughs) Eastman. Uh, Kiki the Wise. Lori McGuire, Mary Lumpkin, Meredith M., Meredith Ottery, Molly Layton, Ruth McCormick, Chantel Salters, Steph Peterson. Is that correct? Yeah. New. Welcome, Steph Peterson. Hi. Tanner Cole, Tara Lucchino, Trish McCrary, Viv Pickles, and Kathleen Moniz. Hi, Hi Mom. Mom. Also, update on the shout-out we did last week. Janine the fan, not Janine the, the me. The me. <laughs> Uh, wanted to let us know that it made her laugh out loud and raised her husband on the doing it scale. <laughs> Anything we can do to help. Yeah. Does, any, does anybody else need a shout out so that they can get laid? Because we're just telling you, hope your hope your husband's in the room. Get him on that Facebook page. Have him send us a message. We'll get your name out there. And but then you're kind of duty bound to at least blow him. I don't know. <laughs> I can't, there's no better ending than that. <laughs> Put a, you, you need to get out your wooden hand attachment with the feathers and the like the and little the cat whips, and nine tails, right? And, and just, just tickle a nipple. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>